Yesterday's daf was daf Samach Tes in Erevin, and uh, today is daf Ayin. We're going to um, start from the Amar Mar at the bottom of the page of, uh, 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 of daf Samach Tes on the base, then get to today's das, daf. So, what did we? Um, what What is the first topic? So the, we're talking about the conversation that Rabbi Gamliel, uh, either it was his father who said to to his to his kids, or he said to Rabbi Gamliel said to his own children, but they were dealing with the tzeduki that lived in the neighborhood, and um, one of the versions was is that he said, take out what you will take out, bring in what you will bring in. But, but do that before he brings out, and then if he carries something outside, then it'll be a problem, okay? And then uh, you won't be allowed to. So what does that indicate? It indicates that if we bring out before he brings out, then it, even though he will bring out later, it still doesn't become prohibited. And that's... Um, um, and that is um, uh, so. So the question is: Is that the Mishnah says is that if somebody gives rishos and he takes out, whether it was shaygeg or mezid, uh, non-intentional or intentional, so uh, basically it's it's asering. So that that's uh, so. Why is it, it sounds like that it doesn't make it matter whether he took it out as soon as he takes it out, it messes it up for everybody. That's the question. So Rav Yosef says it's a different version. It doesn't don't read it as Oisa, read it as Ain Oisa. That's what Rav Yosef said. Uh, Bai says you don't need to say that. There's two versions because it's two scenarios. It depends. If the B'nai Mavoy were already machzik in the Mavoy, they already took possession of the Mavoy, then it's too late for him to take it back, and he cannot take it back. They already got hold of it. And um, if, however, they didn't were machzik in it, so then his Carrying out will already ruin it for them to be able to carry out. So that's the idea. Okay. Next thing was um, we saw is that this is actually illustrated. This is this dif- distinction is illustrated in a brisa. Brisa is discussing a machlokes between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Uda, and basically, if the person did not give permission. And he himself carried, whether he carried B'Shegeg or Mezid, this is without an Erev. So uh, nevertheless, according to Reb Meir, he's still allowed and capable of being Mevatul Rishus. It doesn't preclude him. He's after all still a Jew. And it doesn't matter the fact that he just transgressed Shabbos by carrying. He's still able to do a Bittul Rishus. This is Reb Meir's sheet. Reb Yudah is a bit more Machmer. He says that if you uh, did it b'shoikeg, he carried, then he can still be mevat roshos, because after all, it's only b'shoikeg. But if he did it b'mezid, that means he's willfully transgressing Shabbos, then he no longer can be mevat roshos. He is like a Gentile that you have to be soich roshos from. Okay, that's basically the first part of the Mishnah. Now, what if somebody gave roshos, and then after he gave it over, he handed it off, he, was, he negated his rights, and then he carried... Whether it's Zhogig or Mezid, according to Reb Meir, it's Asring, because it undoes what he did. And according to Abiyuta, only if he did so Bemezid, if he did so Bishogig, then it doesn't Asring. Now, and then we saw a big qualifier. We said, this is only true 
if the Bnei Mavoi weren't Machzig in the Mavoi, but if they were Machzig in the Mavoi, so then it doesn't matter, even if it was Shogig or Mezid, it's irrelevant. He does not prohibit because, um, because they took hold of it already. It's too late for him to undo his action, basically, and that is the story with that. Okay, which brings us to the, the, now we're gonna, the second version of what Ram Kamil said to his children, or his, his father said to him. It was the version of Rabbi Yehuda, which is, quickly do what you need to do in the Mavoy before nightfall. Because once it is night, it will, make, it will be ushered to carry anything. Which shows that he's considered like an Achri. There's no concept of Bitoshos. Okay? I didn't we learn Achalo Yotzi? Achalo Yotzi sounds like as soon as he uses it, it becomes a problem. If he doesn't use it, it's not a problem. Which is not, um, no, so, so what's the answer? So the Gemara says no, meaning Achalo Yotzi Hayom, not Yotzi he carries out, but Yotzi Hayom till Shabbat starts. Version A. Version B, alternate Pshat, the Boisema is that uh, it depends on what type of mummer. There's a mummer lechalal Shabbos so He transgresses Shabbos in hiding. He's embarrassed that he doesn't keep Shabbos and he doesn't openly transgress Shabbos. That's somebody who can still be mbat rishos. And um, and the other one is a mummer lechalal Shabbos is That's a different. He's open about it. He's not embarrassed. That's already a different story. So, brings us to the next thing. Who is it going like that this upcoming Bryce, whose opinion is the following? is saying that a mummer vigilipanim is a enum mevatorishos. So, first of all, what is gilipanim? Gilipanim means somebody who is uh, brazen. What? He's a, he's a chutzpinyak. So what? So the Gemara says, that doesn't make him a mummer. So the Gemara says, no, it means he's a mummer vigilipanim. He's an open mummer. He's not hiding the fact that, you know, he's not keeping his beliefs to himself. He's in your face about it. Okay, so Eino Yachal Levatol Rishos. So whose opinion is that that's going like Rabbi Yudha? Okay, because Rabbi Yudha is the one who says that uh, that that such a mummer cannot be Mavat Rishos. Okay. Now, there was a story with a person who was carrying on Shabbos something that you're not allowed to carry. It's uh, considered not a, it's not not an adornment, so you're not really allowed not allowed to. And uh, as soon as he saw Rabbi Yudha he hid it and didn't show it. And, um, and so, so realizing that he did so, that he was embarrassed in front of the rabbi, so that means that he is allowed to be Mabatu Roshos according to Rabbi because it's Bitsina about it. He's embarrassed. As soon as the rabbi looks at him, he doesn't want to show that he's Mechal Shabbos openly. That's a level. That's a good level. Okay. Um, you know, there's other, other people would think that oh, he should be at least honest. No, the level of embarrassment is actually a good thing. Okay. Um, now, uh, so Rav Huna said, who is a Yisrael Mumar? That is somebody who is Machal Shabbos Bavarsia. So Rav Nachman said about this statement of Rav Huna, who is Rav Huna following? If he holds like Rav Meir, who says that Chashul Ledover Echad is Chashul Lekol Tarakula, so then, why pick on Shabbos? Should give an example of uh, anything else. Some minor mitzvah. Shabbos is too serious. So Elamai, it's going like who, like 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 the rabbanon. But the rabbanon say that it's the only one that's chashid lekolat kula 
is when he's not careful in Avedizari, to transgress Avedizari, then he's a moment of Cholotar Kula. And here he's talking about Shabbos, so it's not fitting in either with Rameir or the Rabbanon. So like, whose opinion is Rabbanon following? So Rav Nachman B'Yitzchik says, no, no, he's not saying, he's not defining Mumer for Hilchos uh, Mumer in general. He's defining Mumer as it relates to Shabbos. And if in Hilchos Shabbos, he is, uh, he is Machal Shabbos, Bifarhesia, so then he's no longer capable of being giving Rishos or being Mavata Rishos. And that's the, um, and that's the, and that's like the Brisa that says, um, uh, Yisrael Mumer, that's Mishaber Shabbat Bishok, if he's keeping Shabbos publicly, meaning he's not, he's not publicly transgressing Shabbos, then he can be Mavata Rishos. If he's not Mishaber Shabbat Bishok, then he can't be Mavata his Rishos. Because Yisrael is not to Rishos and knows Rishos, and Nachri has to, you have to do a, a Schirus, and that's the difference. And we explained what's the, what's the example. He, he says examples of how you say it is Rishusi Knuyalach, Rishusi Mutalaslach. It's a Kenyan, doesn't need, a, doesn't need an act of like lifting up the handkerchief or anything. Okay, now, Rav Ashi, that's answer number one. So, answer number one is that you're right, we're not defining Mummer in general, what qualifies as a Mummer, we're defining Mummer as it relates to El Shabbos. And if he's Machal Shabbos Persia, then he's disqualified and he's treated as a guy as far as this din goes. That's one point. Then we saw Ravashi gave a different answer. He says, this Tana, this uh, Rafuna is going like this Tana who's machmir with Shabbos. He treats Shabbos strictly as the same as Avodah Zarah. And we brought down the Bryce support. The Bryce says, talking about Karbanas and Ilkhus Karbanas, who can bring voluntary Karbanas? So it says in the Torah that Adam Kiyakru Mikem Karban. Mikem means from you. Not everyone are we willing to accept the Karban. We, we're looking into the person who's bringing it. So, Mikem Lokochem, which excludes a Mummer. Then it says Mikem. So, Mikem means that we're being Machalik within Yidin. Gayim, we don't look to in the detail. Every guy is well, welcome to bring a voluntary carbon. Um, it's, just the, uh, it's just the Jew that we're picky. And if he's a Mummer, then we don't accept it. Um, and then it says minabeima that we're willing to accept the carbon even if he behaves like a beima, okay? Which is uh, um, even a poishi Yisrael, somebody who is openly sinning, okay? Why? So he should be machzor. He should be chayzer b'tshuva. Then we said who cannot if he's a mummer or he's menasach yayin or he's mechal shabbos So basically, we seem to have contradicted ourselves. First, we said mikem and akulchem to say mummer is no good. Then you say, Karbanas we accept from Paishi Yisrael. What's the difference between a Mummer and a Paishi Yisrael? It's the same thing. So the difference is, is that one is a Mummer L'chalotar Kula. He does nothing. No mitzvahs. All the Averis. Right? He's not picky. He's, uh, the middle case is he's a Mummer L'tavar Echad. There's certain mitzvahs that he's just ignoring or transgressions that he's just transgressing. Okay? So that's the middle. That's the explanation. If you, even though he has an Aver in his hands that he's regularly doing, which qualifies him as a mummer, that, um, that is, uh, that, that's, that will still accept karbanas from him. Aye, what does it mean when we said, except from a mummer and a manasach Now, what's the mummer there in the seifa? If it's, uh, if it's a mummer l'chalotaira, we already discussed that. If it's a davar echad, we already said that it's good in the middle case. So it must be that it's a mummer l'nasach. He's a mummer for doing nisuch meaning even though he's only careful in every mitzvah in the Torah, except for Avedizara, 
that's the one that his weakness is, then also we don't accept any carbonus from him. And So what do you see? That this this brisa is equating a mummer for Avanazara to a mummer for Khalashabas that they're in the same category. And that's the bottom line, and that's who Rafun is following. Okay. Brings us to the next Mishnah. So we talk about a people in the Khatzer. One of the people in the Khatzer forgot to make an ear. So, um, so what he does is a bitol, as we'll soon see. But um, his house becomes, after the bitol, his house becomes usher to carry anything into his house or to carry out of his house for both him and them. Nobody's allowed to carry anything from the house to the Khatzer or Khatzer to the house. Neither him nor they. Everybody else's house, in, in, who he was mevatel shostu, um, is mutter for both him and them to carry in their house and out of the houses into the chotzer. Okay. Then what if the reverse happened? They gave rishos to him, so then he will be allowed to carry in and out of his house, but they will be usher to carry it all, either from their house into the into the chotzer or from the or from his house out. Also not. What if there are two people who forgot to participate in the Erev? They create, that's not, then we are stuck. We, they really cannot, we cannot be mavatal to them. Uh, because one can give rishos and not rishos. Two people can give rishos, but they can't be not rishos. When do you give, have to give rishos? It's machlokas. Beishamis says you have to do so before Shabbos. Beishol says you, have to do, you can do so even after Shabbos. If you give rishos and then afterwards you subsequently carried on Shabbos anyway, whether a shogig or mazid that asters and ruins the bitol, and that is shitas or mayor, contribute, that's only did so intentionally, willfully, but if you did so by accident, not. That's the Mishnah. So, first things first in the Gemara, the question is why is his house also to carry, but the chatzer is permitted? Must be that he was mevatal. But if he was mevatal, then why isn't his house also per- uh, permitted for everybody else to carry? And if he wasn't mevatel, so then why is the chater allowed? If somebody's not participating in this erev, and this there's a there's a resident here that has a shear that it's not it's not a valid erev. So the gemara answer that we're talking about over here is that he was mevatel his rishos to the chater, but not to his house. Meaning he's maintaining his full ownership on his house. It's going like the rabbanon who hold mevatel rishos chater rishos based on low detail. Typically, you want to maintain full rights on your house. You're not giving over your whole entire house. You don't want people walking into your house on the, you know, and helping themselves to a drink or whatever it is. That's not what that wasn't what you signed up for, and uh, that's the story. Um, uh, because people are willing to live in a house without a chazer, and uh, and they will be mutter in their house for him and them. Why? Why is he allowed to carry in their house? into their house and out of their house. That's because he's considered like a guest by them. And a guest can be treated like the owner of the household. You don't need to make a deal with a guest. A guest is follows by the host. That's the idea. Next thing we said, that if they, get, if they gave to him their issues, he will be allowed and they will be prohibited. What's the difference? Why can't they be considered a guest by him and carry in and out of his house? Why do we say? Why is it not exactly the same as when he can carry when he's mevat rishos or gives rishos to them? Then he can carry out of their house and into their house. And here they cannot carry in and out of his house when they're mevat rishos to him. That's not fair. The answer is is that 
is the big difference between one and five. Assuming the example of there are five other people in the Chotzer, so five people by one, they're not considered a guest anymore. One by any of the five is a guest, and that's the difference. Um, and that's why, it, uh, that's why the house remains prohibited for everybody but himself if they're Mavatl Mishustim. Okay. Next thing we talked about is we said that the, the, if the two people are, were, forgot to participate, they answer it to each other. There's nothing, even though everyone else made an Erev, it's still Asr because there's two non-participants. So is that obvious? What Gemara says, the Chiddush is, even if one of them went again and was mevatel to the other friend, so they're mevatel, the, everyone in the Chatzar was mevatel to the two of them, and then one was mevatel in turn to the other one, it's no good. You might have thought that it should be allowed, Kamash Malan, that since at the time when they were mevatel to him, their Ishos, it didn't create a, a permit, it wasn't, it's still not yet permitted to carry, so it basically it, it doesn't, it's not an effective bittel, and therefore when it's a non-effective bittel, it doesn't even take at all, and therefore, because the whole purpose of the bittel is to be able to have somebody at least carry, and it didn't work because there's still two people who didn't participate, and therefore you can't fix it up by another time. And that's what we said. One person is allowed to give rishos and, and receive rishos. But uh, two people can give, but they can't receive. Okay. Now, why do we have to repeat that? It's kind of repetitive. So we explain uh, that right, noisin is given, and noitel is, 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 is learned. I mean, we talked about both cases. So the Chiddush is that when it says two people can give Rishos, that's a Chiddush. Why isn't that also obvious? The answer is you might have thought that maybe we should say that that's also uh, no good because if it works, if two people can be mevatel to one, then, then, then you might think that somebody could be mevatel to two. Kamash that we don't make such a Xerah. And that is where we left off. And that brings us to the top of the page. Let me just put the...